I know quite a bit and you'll have to wait. Cause I think they're going to put out their press release next week. I think, uh, yeah. we're recording this on Friday. I think middle of next week, you can expect to see, uh, a press okay. release from Mike. Uh, a lot of people are assuming he's done, and no. I know that is not not the case. So, episode one sixty six, Tank Slab Podcast. Wanted to get one of these out here before Christmas. Uh, right after Christmas, we're going to be pretty busy getting ready for winter throwdown and things like that. We'll probably do one before that, but it'll be like a week, week and a half until we do one after this. So I wanted to get one on the board on the other side of the mic is Eric Hartley. What's up, man? Oh, just living the dream. Living the dream. Living the dream. That's it. That's that's what that's you're it. doing. No, that's it. I'm I'm working right now, but on my uh, my calendar it says away. So. You know, sneaking one in. <laughs> yeah, last minute, last minute deal here. So I appreciate you coming on, dude. Uh, we're gonna bring on. So we're gonna do a silly season podcast. We got some things that have kind of happened a little bit since our last sort of general silly season pod. Uh, we've had Garth Bastion on. We've been throwing out these Patreon pods, which have been great. We've had Bobby Fong to help us with safety gear and leathers and boots and all that. And then we had Mike Hacker just recently on to talk about different rider body positions. And we broke down some different riding styles for different riders and why it works and things of that. So those Patreon pods have been really, really awesome. Uh, if you haven't yet, check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com backslash tank slapping podcast. Subscribe to that. And you get those extra laps podcasts. You get some blogs, you get some different stuff that we're trying to do. Give you guys some content. We're going to do a silly season pod here later on in the show, but right now, we need to do a checkup. We got Noah Chambers. Chambers chimes in, man. It's been a while, dude. What the fuck? What are you up to? <laughs> What's going on, guys? It's been a while, bro. I don't uh, even remember. I don't remember. That. Eric, have you ever interviewed Noah? Has he ever been on the pod? I never have. This is this is popping my cherry. That's crazy. Yep. What's this up? This is it, man. This is the first one. Um, Not much, dude. I'm actually... uh. Actually, driving back from Pittsburgh right now, I just picked up a brand new bike, so pretty hyped on that because my bikes were fucking smoked <laughs> prior to getting this one. Yeah, didn't you just what break you your frame or what? Yeah, dude. I uh, well, I was telling you the other day how it's uh, I had a twenty-three Husky four fifty, and I broke the frame down by the foot pegs got a huge crack in it so i don't you know i don't really know what i'm gonna do about that yet but luckily in the meantime i i was able to find a, a leftover i mean it was kind of far away five hours but um i needed to do it so that's good so was it yeah. another 23 husky yeah just a normal 23 husky 450 and i got i mean i got a lot of time on it but i wouldn't think i mean flame Frames should not break. It's not a wearable part, you know. It's not like, oh, 40 hours, you should change the frame. Like, nah. <laughs> I, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Quick case uh, and jumps, bro. I can teach you how to jump if you want, and then you don't case jumps. A little too Cindy. What it was is I think I got stuck behind you at uh, Field of Dreams one day, and you were rolling all the doubles. So all that impact from rolling them, 
kind of like facing <laughs> it, jumping into it, it probably probably. Oh it. man, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I uh, I the more I ride yeah. moto, the more it's like this isn't that hard. I mean, all you got to do is give it th- more throttle to hit the jumps, and then you land, and then you just do it again. Like it's it's really not. There's way more skill involved than just going in a circle. Um, <laughs> I mean, at least I feel like I'm. I'm more competitive in your sport than maybe you are in my sport. Is that, can we get to that or not? Not, a, not a chance, dude. The sheer did, fact um... they... What were you saying? I'm sorry. That's okay. I, I was going to say, Noah, how did your 2020 uh, debut go at the, uh, the, the TT? Dude, I didn't even get to do it. <laughs> I, know. I didn't even get to do it. We got, we got so goddamn close literally one, one day before, um, they pulled the fucking plug. And, you know, like, at that time, I, I wasn't, like, too angry because I was like, oh, I'll, I'll figure it out. But, like, looking back, the more I think about it, I'm really fucking angry that, like, that happened. That was a big deal, man. I I, I worked, like, really hard. Corey knows. He, he, put a lot, he invested a lot of time into me. And, like, you know, was I going to show up in, like, top 10? No, not even close. But, um, you know, we had all the intentions of like doing a, as as good as I possibly could with with what we had, and um, it does suck that that never you know. Well, we'll just have to have you do it again because obviously you need to show that you're better than Travis Pastrana. Maybe you could do a backflip on the uh, the track like <laughs> Dude, Travis. That guy, did. I'll never be as good as that guy. I that guy is next level, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, it, it is crazy to think about like how much time we put in one, one day away. Then at the time, one like, day, dude. we didn't know what the hell was going on at that point in like our lives. I mean, everything was getting shut. Dude, it was like a big, it was a, it was a big deal. Looking back on that so, now, it's, it's crazy to think. I'm going to tell a story here about when, um, cause I, I was definitely listening to the podcast when all this was going on. Um, what I was doing at the time I had taken a second job and was, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Aldi, but I had worked at like four o'clock in the morning shelving the stores and would listen to your guys' podcast and then get off at like eight, go to my job at like nine o'clock and work, you know, like a nine to five. So like every morning at like four o'clock, you know, I would, I would, I would be listening to the run up to Noah's debut. So I was like invested because I had listened to all the episodes. So when it didn't happen, I was like, God damn it. I know. Yeah, no. How about how about trying to get your license? Like that was a that was a task in itself. I yeah. had to freaking I had to go hard to get your license, man. They were there were some people at AFT who uh, they were not into it, man. They were trying to trying to you know. Yeah, say- that that was you know that's I remember that. Like you, honestly, the only there was there was like I had a ton of support from you and Byron Shana. They were like they loved it, but everyone else, nobody really. Uh, I mean, you know. Chad and Wells, those guys are really cool. But there was a lot of people that, like, I was friends with that, like, didn't really give a shit, nor want to, like, help me at all. And then there was, like, people that were behind the scenes that had never ridden a motorcycle in their life that were like, no, you can't do this, blah, 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 blah. So I remember that and being like, fuck you. You don't know nothing about it. You know? But... <laughs> Dude, you were going the Bushnell, yeah, yeah. riding the car track because it was Daytona TT. It was the hybrid. It was the uh, the super TT. Uh, it was super because it had pavement. But um, 
it was uh dude we were going the well you were going the bush now you rode a bunch like the go-kart track on pavement yeah. we were doing ocala like all those ocala tts and yeah and then, that we could do we, we would do yeah and since then dude you haven't really rode much flat track like i think you did one or two one or two uh little ones whatever but you've been racing a lot of moto you're you're still doing some pro stuff you do a couple pro gates every year you've uh, qualified for loretta's every year uh i think since yeah. then and you finish dude you're like top 20 like top 20 top 15 on a in college boy or whatever and have had some at least in the motos like you've had some up and down motos so yeah you it's not like you haven't been riding you have still been riding a lot but need to no, get no no for sure i uh i've been riding it's just um you know when when the big when aft took that big break at first i like just started riding a bunch of moto and then like I think I think I ragged out my at the time I had two Cali four fifties and the Moto one I like ragged it out so I had I started like robbing parts from the flat track bike to like repair it and next thing I know it was in like pieces and that was like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, so and we then gotta, I, well now that there's the Sturgis uh super T T oh, you know, I'm just saying about that. Did you see that? How Noah? could you forget about that? The S O L. Well, I I, I I forgot the correlation between that and possibly Chambers coming back. Uh, yeah, they're doing an yeah. asphalt TT in the streets of Sturgis during Bike Week. So, like, where they do like the bike rally, like Main Street, where all the bikers get hammered and all the old ladies flash out their their cannons. Um, <laughs> they're gonna have a race there, man, in the pavement. So that's right up your alley, man. Sturgis Bike Week uh alcohol <laughs> alcohol yeah man it's right up your alley alcohol you know times have changed when Dude. like chamber what we what we used to drink and then he shows up to my house two days ago or last night two nights ago he brings like a six pack of white claw <laughs> Just <laughs> well i have change. amy now too and and, and i know like those you know yeah so. noah's totally wife uh wife dog man like he's he's got a chick they live together they have two dogs he's so domesticated it's uh and he's actually a loving boyfriend man like if amy's having a tough day at the track or she's stressed out and where i'm more like when amber's you know i'd be like suck it up come on like he's super understanding and like dude it's it's pretty crazy man it's uh all grown up man it's cool though because we're about dude we're about fucking due for a wedding man and for a couple of years there we were hitting a wedding up every every off season and i don't think we did one last year bro so no pressure, but it'd be oh, cool to like, beg. what is it? He's begging me. December. It'd be cool to have one next year. Like mm -hmm. just so we can yeah, with don't let, party. He's going to hear this Corey and right away be like, see, even, even Corey thinks, even he thinks we, we need to get married. <laughs> we can do a pod at the wedding. <laughs> what, what yeah. Pod? Live pod. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Dude, everywhere. <laughs> what, uh, I mean, you watch all the races though, right? I mean, what were your, what were your predictions? What was your, uh, not predictions. What were your thoughts on, the uh, on this year? Did you, did you miss seeing um, me out there too? I, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, it was a big, it was a big difference this year, right? Like they did away with, it was just the two classes again. So, um, that was a big change. Um, I watched a single. I don't watch all the singles races, but I, I definitely tune into the uh, pretty much all the twins um, races. You know what I mean? Because I know a lot more guys, and I, I follow I follow some of the guys like um, you know in the singles class. But 
uh, yeah, I don't know. I was uh, I was rooting for Briar all year in the uh, on the Twins. You know, that's for sure. I know he was on a new bike, and that was a big change. But uh, yeah, it was cool to see him on a KTM. What are you? Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the the Briar Dave Michelle split um, going into next year? Do you think uh, you know what you know who Dave's got working next year, and then who Briar's going with next year? Do you see success uh, for both of them, or are you kind of still scratching your head at that? So, you what? His you're talking about his mechanic? Yeah, how they uh, they're not going to be working together after so many years together. Um, start yeah. going into next year. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't actually, I didn't even know that, but, um, <laughs> I know he always, spoke, he always spoke really, really highly of her. Um, but you know, like he's, he's got, I know he'll figure it out regardless on who he's got on his team today. Uh, that dude's a dog. Like they'll, uh, they'll figure it out. You know, it might be, might be a bit of adjustment at first, but, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes change is good. You know, I mean, I, I always say change is good on like motorcycles. You know, if somebody rides like one brand for like 10 years, like sometimes that can burn you out. Like when you go to something new, it kind of like revives you a little bit. Um, as far as a mechanic, as a, as a mechanic, I don't know if that's the same case, but, uh, no, nah, that's cool. I mean, I always think change is good. It keeps, kind of keeps you fresh. I like the uh, the story of uh, well, the Eric that we go riding at this track in New Jersey, and uh, there was there was like a double double. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah, Jersey sucks. Uh, but there was a double double, and it, dude, it was big. Like it was a very big. Like to do the um, to do the quad, like double double. Then like it was a little straightaway, and then a double double. Um, they were small doubles, but do or no, sorry, double straightaway double, and the quad it it was like massive. Like I think. At the time, only one right out of the corner. Yeah, at the, at the, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just, I gotta give Briar some props. But yeah, at the time, man, it was, oh, yeah, it was a big jump. Like it was out of a corner. Maybe one or two guys had ever hit it up to this point. And Briar's really good at moto, especially for the amount of time. I mean, he rides moto, but he's that's not his main focus. But uh, Noah was Noah was sighting it up, and he was kind of like sitting on the side of the track, just watching guys roll through it. And Briar, Briar hadn't, he hadn't hit it to that point. I mean, like I said, nobody really was hitting it and Noah was sitting there and Briar said, just because Noah was sitting there, he fucking went for it. And this was like middle of the season. Like he had no business doing <laughs> this did, jump dude. and he freaking said it, it and, he, and he, cleared it. Yeah, he cleared it. And Noah went, would you, you went out like literally the next lap and did it right. <laughs> oh, as soon as I saw him do it. I laughed and I said to myself, you motherfucker. And I just got on the track and did it. <laughs> I'm like, if he got over it, I'm getting over it. A flat and then it's yeah. funny, dude, you talk about that jump. Like that was a big jump and it was right out of a corner. So like you had to give it everything you had. Um, at the time I was, I was riding a, uh, a 350 and it was hard to hit it on the 350. So uh, this was like, two or three weeks later, um, I went there and I was riding a 250. Now I was on a 250 and I didn't like, I didn't like put two and two together, like in my head. And on like the third lap, I came around and I just fucking go for it. And like I said, it's right out of a corner. So you have to have like that low end power makes such a difference. 
and I just hucked the thing, and I came up like four feet short and just completely framed it. And then I'm like, what the hell? Like, man, that thing's hard today. And then I'm like, oh, wait. I'm on a 250, not a three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how big is the, so the, like the, at Jersey, there's that big, it's like a triple. It's like a step up triple. And you know what I'm talking about? Cause for, for dude, for a long yeah. time, oh, yeah. I used to hit it and then they made it way bigger. And then I stopped hitting it. And then the other day or the other week when we were there, I finally was, you know, I was like, bro, I got to hit this fucking jump. And I came around, I hit it. The first lap I hit it, I hit it pr- pretty good. I was like, wow. I was like, that was awesome. Like that was no problem. I come around the next lap. Uh, it's like third gear wide open on a 450. And then I come around the next lap and uh I like, I don't know what I did, but I almost fell off the back in the air. Like I've pure boner <laughs> the jump. And there's a flagger that kind of flags there just to flag all the carnage. And when I land, I look back and the flagger's shaking his head, like, don't do that again. <laughs> like I was literally a half a second from just jumping off the back of the bike and just letting it go. Um, but I saved it, but yeah, it's, it's a lot trackers, man. The the jumping isn't always pretty Noah, but it's there, you know, the effort. I know know that I, you've asked, you've answered this question before, but it's been, it's obviously it's been a few years and, you know, flat trackers have, you know, put a little bit more time in on, you know, the moto, who we've talked about Briar, obviously let's take him out of the equation, but of the, the riders that you're familiar with, how many or who do you think are making mains in a moto and how do you think they would do? Uh, well, I honestly, I don't think there's, I don't think there's anybody that would make a, a, a main right now yeah. just because the field is so deep. Uh, I think there's guys that could like, say, say I'm just going to use it as an example, but say Briar went to say Bud's Creek national and tried to qualify like he wouldn't be last in qualifying by no means but i don't think like there's anybody because dude i i can't i i can't even make a fucking mean it's and like that's all i do and it's it's like really hard the field is so deep mm-hmm. like if you there's guys out there that are living in florida at you know training with you know tyler ratrade or living at mtf they're they're staying down with like that's Carmichael compound before it was the star compound. And like, dude, they go out there and they qualify like 38 and they take 36 and it's like, what the fuck? Like, and they're so fast. Sometimes it's a little, yeah, they're and they're fast, fast dude. Like yeah. they're fast. So the field is just like, and it doesn't matter what class, 250, 450, you know, like the top 55, the top 50, 55 guys, dude, they're bad dudes. Like they're fast. It's just, there's but with so that being said, most year. of the, with that yeah, being said, on. though, would you have, th- have thought the flat trackers would be as good as they are? Like they're most of the guys that we ride with, they're pretty good when, in terms of like, you know, you go to a local race and you line everybody up, ABC. Yeah. Most of them are a riders. Like, I don't know if, you know, I mean, I, I, I even think I could ride vet a, I don't think I know I would win, but um and i'm one of I the think, worst uh, ones i think so no you used to be and i'll say that right now you used <laughs> to be but not anymore you uh you have come a long way i, I have to give you props where props are deserved you uh especially like since i when i first met you bro i like couldn't even watch you you were all over the place your your body position was poor but now like you still ride like a flat tracker but it's 
it's a it's a night and day. All right. Well, the checks in go. the mail for That's that comment. Appreciate it. Yeah. Checks in the mail. All right. So what about but, this? Uh, Flip it over. What about um, uh, Moto guys? How do you think that they would fare if they came over and started doing flat track? Do you think that that skill well, set transitions I think, easily? You know, the only the only track that people would have a chance at would be a TT. You put them yeah. on an oval, a half mile, mile, not a snowball's chance in hell, bro. They would get <laughs> smoked. Smoked. But you've seen yeah. it on TTs, like Pastrana yeah. sites, you know, that like, yeah, if you put Eli Tomac on a TT with like a good bike and he got the test for six months, like, could he do good? Yeah, he, he could probably do okay. Or, but, but like, not on an oval. It just, that's just not going to happen. It's crazy, right? Like, people, you wouldn't think that, right? Cause it's, it's just a circle, but it's, uh, I think no, the biggest totally thing different. that scares people, and I noticed it with you when you did a couple half miles is just like the walls, like there's no runoff, right? The fence, the walls, the hay bales. I mean, you're going a hundred mile an hour and you need to turn and there's a line of hay bales or a chain link fence that, that, that comes up. And I think that's the biggest thing in flat track in general that makes it so gnarly compared to moto and road racing is, is the lack of runoff. I mean, it's, it's basically a high speed roller derby. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty gnarly when you think about it. Yeah. And, and I always said this, that like, my biggest thing was the change in traction. Like, you know, it's a completely different feel. Like, you know, when the bike is leaning on like a knobby tire, right? Like I understand every phase of like up until the bike is going to start pushing and, and starting to slide out on you, you know? But like, dude, some, some tracks, flat track stuff, like, you have so much traction compared to like you, you could never lean a motocross bike the way you do a flat track bike and it like hook up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that for me was always like a big, a big change. Like I, I, I feel like I can never, it got better, but it, it took me forever to finally start trusting the bike that it wasn't just going to shoot out from under me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's trusting like the tires too. Like you take a flat track bike, uh, all the moto guys, Eric, they call our tires slick tires, which it's not like a road race slick, but they, yeah, you run them yeah, slick yeah. tires and they look at them. There's no knobby and it like scares them. It's like, how do you fucking, how do you do it? Um, we got that but, dog in us. <laughs> yeah. We're just built different, man. It's just one of them things that you know, cause I, you know, Noah, he goes out and he's got, he's gotten beat by riders that don't have visors on their helmet. They have, you know, Dude, 20, I I 20 year, 20 year, 20 year old AXO gear. You know, it's like, it's like, who the hell is that? It might've been Timonium, dude. I think the first time he got beat by somebody, it was like a very, it was like a mid pack amateur kid. And he's like, dude, who the fuck is so-and-so he's fast. Right. I'm like, mm, no. Nope, he's not. Like no visor <laughs> on, like he's faster than you. Like people wear those um those real it looks like they look looks like a tow truck driver vest, like a safety vest. Guys are like wearing those things out there and shit. Like catches you off guard. <laughs> there is yeah. some unique style well, hey, to flat track, we'll say that. There yeah. is, dude. It really is. Yeah. Well, speaking um, of that, what's one but, thing that when you started getting into flat track, what's uh, what's one thing that riders do in flat track that just 
maybe still to this day, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you wearing that? Or something like, what's just one thing that riders and flat track do that's just always boggled your mind? For, for me, it was the, the one-legged start thing. I, <laughs> I still don't understand that. And Corey argues it. It's like, I can, oh, I can sort of understand it on a, uh, a track where you don't have like a front brake. But on a TT, like, dude, I'm doing two legs down. That's funny because I remember, I remember Ryan Sipes the same thing. Like one year at Buffalo Chip, I was he was like, "Hey, how's the starter?" I forget what it was. He's like, "Hey, how's the starting line?" I'm like, "Good, man." I was like, "I would just put one foot on your rear brake because it's actually got a lot more grip than than I thought." And he's like, yeah, why? "I'm like, he's like, what?" Well, I was telling Sipes this. He's like, "Why would I do that?" Because he he's got that Kentucky draw. Why would I do that? That's stupid. I'm like what do you mean? He's like, well, in moto, we got full, we got knobbies with full grip. And then we all start with our feet down. I'm like, huh? I was like, yeah, I guess that <laughs> makes sense. So he would always start with two feet down and hold and whole shot. And, and to be fair, Noah, your starts and flat track were always really good. Like you you would always get pretty yeah, they, good starts. Good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, for me, a foot, like when I do a, a, a whole shot, right? So, I use the front brake to hold me from creeping. You know what I mean? That's my biggest thing with it. Like I, I had the clutch, like almost like slightly engaged to where like, there's no slack in the chain and maybe you do the same, but you're holding a rear brake. But for me, the, without having that, like using a front brake, I feel like the bike, it's going to creep. I feel like. Not if you're really good at it, but I can, you know, if you could subscribe to our Patreon pod, we can give you some pointers on stuff. Ten dollars. Oh, a you month can give me pointers. Yeah, I'll that's, give you some. That's pointers. another thing, dude. We need to settle this. Me and Corey have been talking shit nonstop to one another about. So, there's, I'm sure you guys have heard of like the farm. You know, people that listen. Just little yeah. like private track that me, Corey, Briar, Shana. Uh, honestly, a lot of guys have been out there, but we put a gate in now. We have like a 10 section motocross gate. And Corey's always like, oh, fucking smoke you on that thing. And then I'm, you know, I'm always talking shit back to him. And we've yet to line up on it, but we keep saying that, like, we're going to see out of three starts. I told him there's no way. I said, he said, no you said you 10 starts. You said 10 starts. You would whole shot me all 10 starts. And I get really good starts, man. Like people listening be like, yeah, Corey's I think, I think I would, if it, if it was like you had to do the start because it goes around like a little barn. If you had to do the start, go around the barn, I would beat you, I think, 10, 10 out of 10 times. It's a left-hander. Now, it the first a... corner is, it's a flat left. Fuck you, dude. I'm good well, in that corner. Hey, hey. Yeah, whatever. We'll, go, well gonna, I guess we'll, we'll never know. Settle it. That's, that's well, my corner. Corey's getting ready to go to Florida, so we're never going to know. You know, he's running away from It'll the problems. It'll be springtime. We call that corner <laughs> Corey's corner, baby. That's where I, that's where I make up <laughs> my time, Christ. that left-hander there. Uh, real quick, Noah, tell... Uh, Eric, uh, well, we'll just we'll just get into it. But Eric, uh, I keep bitching about my knee on the on this podcast podcast oh the last few God. weeks. And Noah was standing there with his girlfriend Amy. He was standing there when I when I um, hyperextended my knee, and he's like, "Yeah." As soon as you did that, I looked at Amy and I said, "Don't ever do that." Um, when in dab my foot and what i do i i pulled around where you guys were i rolled off the bike and i just kept yelling like this isn't good this is like good. dropped the bike and he just and he just laid there 
And anybody that knows Corey really well knows how, knows how it goes. So Amy's like, oh, my God, is he okay? I said, yeah, he's fine. Let me just – I'll walk over. So we walk over to him, and he's like, ah, oh, ah. Oh, you know, he's like – I don't want to say being dramatic because I'm sure it hurt, but you know. I was being <laughs> dramatic. Um, yeah, a little bit maybe. I mean, I know it hurt though. So Dude, not, I, you know, it wasn't I, so you much know. it hurt. It was just the thought of what Eric just went through, like six months of rehab for a torn ACL. Because if I if I had to bet money, I would have bet fifty grand that I just tore my ACL. Like it was that bad, and uh, that's why I was like, "This isn't good. This isn't good. Fuck, this isn't good." You know, I just kept yelling, "This isn't good," and uh, everybody was I'm like, like, "Take some of that fucking dirt and rub it on there. You'll be all right." And what I do, I got up and I was like trying to like walk it off, but limping really bad. I'm like, I'm done. I'm yeah. done for the day. And, and that yeah. was like, well, I didn't expect you to go out and bang out a 30 minute now after that. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of at the end of the day anyway. And to be fair, it was, it was really slick corner. It was slick. Yeah. The face was just yeah. like ice. Knee, uh, uh, knee injuries aren't fun, so. It's good yeah, for you that happened, Noah, because I was about to break your your track record that lap. I was, I remember I came over the double or the table that you guys are standing at. I looked over. I was like, like Malcolm Smith in the air, little bar turn, threw it down the face or the landing, and crushed the start of that right hander, and just slightly dabbed my foot. And I don't know, man. I think it was like somebody put baby powder there or something, and I slipped. I wasn't wearing the right boots for that corner, and I just buckled my knee, and it was just. I was like, you know what? Instead of pushing through this, you know, I don't want. It. I'm just going to pull off and save it for another day. So that's kind of it's my story. Yeah, I, All I right, Uncle it, Rico. Like, said, like two weeks ago, when or however long it's been, a month ago now, um, I knew right away. I'm like, yeah, that's not what you want to do. I said, I said, Amy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, last thing I wanted to bring up before I let you go, uh, Eric. We uh. Noah and Cruz, they were racing on Stasics in the basement. I have an 18-inch Stasic. And Noah's girlfriend, Amy, she only started riding like last year, right? And the first time I ever saw her ride, I'm going to be honest, I'm like, holy shit, please get her off a dirt bike. And now she's pretty fucking good. Like she's come a long way to where she's like a top, one of the top women moto riders in like our area. Like she's top three, like she does really well. And uh, in the basement, like, Noah on the Stasic, he was super sloppy. Like, just the epitome of what <laughs> you don't want, like, Cruz to watch. Like, I'm like, Cruz, do everything. Don't do anything he's doing. Do the opposite. And then we put Amy on the bike. And I shit you not, Amy was probably close in speed to Noah, but way smoother. And I, I think... Way smoother. I think Amy is... Uh, she's a next chain of texture, bro. I think she's the flat tracker in your uh, little squad there. So. <laughs> I'm I'm down there like like Ricky Bobby like I want to go fast I want to go fast falling I did I fell on like the first lap to be fair your basement's like ice <laughs> yeah he he I'm fell he looked control. at me he's like w- w- why'd that happen I'm like I don't know right on well, when he fell did he say this isn't good this isn't good <laughs> no he didn't he didn't <laughs> yeah we had we had been drinking white claws too though so we had a few white f- few claws yeah yeah a few claws. <laughs> Well, dude, yeah, I know dude, that Amy, uh, it's funny to say that cause she, uh, you know, like what it's, what it has been almost, almost two years now she's been riding and like, she honestly, and this is no bullshit. She honestly 
she wants to go riding more than I do sometimes. Like, if she doesn't get to ride, like, two days a week, she'll get, like, upset. And I have to, like, talk her off the ledge. I'm like, take it easy. <laughs> and she's had it's some pretty right. bad injuries, like, too, man. Like, injuries that you think would keep her away. Oh, like, my God, dude. Well, she she oh, thrashed her hand and... Um, so, she yeah, she, she broke her arm. She broke her arm. And she broke her arm bad. Like, I forget. It was a humorous, so... You know, that's like your your upper arm by your shoulder. Dude, she she like they call it a spiral fracture. So like it's basically it it plant her arm planted and turned. So it like twisted and broke it. And it broke it in like three spots. So they literally had to put a massive plate the whole length of her arm. And I think she has fifteen screws in there and they're still in there. And that was like that was her own fault. She was getting she was starting to get like really picking up some speed. And she was kind of doing jumps that, like, she had done the jump a lot, but she didn't really need to be doing it. It was a double. She ate it. But then, yeah, this past year, dude, um, fuck, yeah, she got her, she basically got her whole finger, whole finger got chopped off. But they, it's, it's, they fixed it. They fixed it. I dude, but, that. like, a year into it, like, you're basically just started riding. Like, she never rode anything leading up I know, to that. I know, She has two massive injuries. That would be enough for any, like, most people to say, eh, I'm good. I'm and done. she's, like, she's got a really good job. Like, she's a, what, a nurse? She's a, she's a nurse, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah. like, she gets paid pretty well, and she's a nurse, and, um, yeah, no, nah, fuck it. I'm, I'm coming back. Like, let's go. So... She gets back loves on the bike it, and she shreds it. Yeah, it's cool. She saw that uh, that new factory edition Husky that just came out. They've been making a 250. They haven't made one in like three or four years. And she's like, I'm buying that. She's like, call the dealership and tell them save one for me. I want the first one that comes in. I'm buying it. <laughs> That's funny, dude. That's <laughs> cool, though. It, it, it does. Uh, it motivates me to go ride more. You know what I mean? It's easier when you have someone that lives in the same house with you saying, hey, we're going riding today. We we need to go load up the van, you know what I mean? So, no, that's cool, man. Yeah, that's cool. that's awesome, man. No, that's cool, dude. I give you shit for being domesticated now because you were always just sending it with Chad and Wells and coming back to my rental with glitter on, like, six in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, that go, was, dude, that was the go shower immediately. Don't touch anything. Don't get near my kid. I, shower, I, like, just I remember it, dude. I'll, it's like, we it, who whose house is that? Uh, oh, it was Maloney's house. He has a house down there, and like he wasn't even down there. And he's like, yeah, well, I don't. This is what Chad tells me. He's like, yeah, he 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 said that we could just like uh, we could just like stay here until he gets here. Which I don't know how legitimate that was, but I was like, <laughs> okay, sounds great. So like we were out all night partying, and he had like I, I don't know what it was, but yeah. Nonetheless, I woke up the next morning and like i have glitter all over me like it looks like i was in like a strip club where they were like blasting me with glitter so <laughs> i come back to the house and it's just baby it cruises like a baby at the time it's like little cruise amber and Corey, and it's just me like i think the door is like i had to like knock to get in he like opens the front door and i just look like shit with glitter all over me <laughs> I got and my coffee. Like, I'm a dad reading a newspaper. <laughs> my kid. He's like, bro, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've come a long way, yeah. man. We, we still have fun, but it's just a little different these days. But um, yeah, man, a lot of people have been asking to bring you back on the pod, bro. You still have a lot of 
lot of fans from the podcast, dude. It's actually dude, like I blows said, I, my I, mind. I met a fan down in uh down in Virginia. That was that was it was hilarious. Yeah, fan came was, up to him. Was Eric, it uh, was and, it John Nickens? Uh, it wasn't Nickens. No, they he came <laughs> up and recognized him from the pod at like a local moto track and. That's and, awesome. uh, yeah, yeah, I was like quoting things that on the pod and just, uh, dude, it's crazy. It's, uh, wow. yeah, we'll, we need to get you on like, dude, it needs to be like, uh, every, every week or every other week. Like we need to make time to yeah, dude. get you on. So. And you need Give to start prepping yourself I, uh, for Sturgis. Sturgis. Do it. I'm going to bully and peer pressure you into it. I got a bike. Got a bike I didn't even know they were doing it. Oh. Corey does have a bike. It's fast. It's probably too fast for you, but we could put with like a restrictor in it. Like that'd be. Slow it down a little yeah. for you. <laughs> On the the sponsors, will be just, yeah. The team will be tank slapping podcast. That's it. <laughs> That's what we were gonna do before. Oh, I love yeah. that. Oh. I love it. If if you're gonna do it though, you you, you got to do it because if not, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna ride. Like one of us, you know, we need a we need or Eric, we need there a podcast go. representative. At uh, yeah, put at me Bunker. on a fucking TSP, adventure tracker. TSP has to be on the track. Yeah, for sure. Let's yeah, go. we're gonna Let's we're gonna go. work on it. Let's uh, start filling out, the, out those license applications. They're gonna they're gonna get it in the mail and be like, "This fucking guy again." <laughs> Here we Shredder. go again. Like, this guy's relentless. <laughs> oh, like, I thought COVID killed him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, we'll let you get back to it. Thanks for uh, coming on, dude. It's always fun, and we'll chat you soon. Yeah, dude. Give me a ring, man. Uh, thanks for giving me a call, dude. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, man. Take care. I'll see you soon. All right. See you guys. All right. Peace. What's not to love about a Chambers Chimes in, Eric? That was awesome. That was awesome. That was surreal. Like I said, I've been a fan of the pod for a long time. And so to get to actually <laughs> chat with that fucker, that was so cool, dude. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like when I when I first got into to racing, I was I got that second job to like save for wheels because you know they're fucking expensive. So like I was yeah. working a second job and just like listening to that <laughs> that dude and like they're like oh man there were so many I think Sammy was on it for a while at the time and then he yeah dude we've had in. we've had yeah, we've had some good. really good and people still you know they they miss Sammy they miss Jake they miss Robbie Bobby just like they miss you if you weren't on it they miss Noah um we've had some really good people uh come yeah. on this podcast over the years and and chris carter who helped me get it started and just a lot of great people who have made it what it is over the years and noah was awesome. he was one of the ogs man he was one of the og uh podcasters so it was, uh, it's cool to to get him back on um let's talk a little bit of silly season stuff we won't keep it too long i want to make sure we shout out these sponsors quick that make the show happen without them it wouldn't be possible mission foods Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing, Indian Motorcycle, Moto America, Daytona's right around the corner. Make sure you get your tickets for Moto America. Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, and Jerry Stinchfield. Huge shout out to Jerry. Jerry's a big fan of Noah too, man. They get along really well. It's like when they're when we're all hanging out, Jerry's one of the boys, man. And we we, we I really like hanging out with Jerry. If Jerry lived closer, we'd be hanging out every day, just chilling, man. Jerry's a good guy, and we appreciate him for sponsoring the the pod and just doing what he, everything he does for the sport in general. Uh, what do you got, man? Anything? Uh, we're 75 days from Daytona. I saw on the AFT website, they have a little countdown. So 75 days is what it says, which it's not it can't that, come soon enough. It's not that long. It seems like it's far away right now. Cause the, I feel like it's like starting to get to that point to where, you know, you can kind of like rest on your laurels or, you know, kind of just, you know, hang up and just like hang out and, all of a sudden you look and it's like, oh shit, it's only 70 some days away. 
and you know your your uh, program's not completely put together. So I, can, I think it's that like time of the year where riders are like, oh fuck, and you know like. Well, it's a lot of guys too. They're starting to train now. Like they take they yeah. take time off, and now it's time to kind of get back into it. I just had this talk with Trent. I'm like. Cause I like, I mean, I, I train before we start training. Like, obviously we, we go down to Florida and we do our boot camp. Yeah. but I like to, I like to be competitive right the first week we're there. Like I want to smash those guys right away every time I go down. So like right now I've, I've been sort of doing, a, I've been ramping up my, I don't even race anymore, but I just, I'm competitive. And I was like telling Trent, I'm like, dude, you better be, your cardio better not be shit because if we go down there and and I have to fucking slow down too much. Like I'm going to be annoyed. And I told him and Evan the same. So guys are starting to ramp up their training and, and yeah, it's go time, baby. It's a winter throwdown, And then, and then get ready for Daytona, man. So a little bit of stuff that I've seen posted or we talk about, uh, Sathoff announced his yeah. new ride. Um, I knew, which I knew is not, it. I mean, that was a little bit of a, a change from what I thought it would be and you might have a little bit more information on it but you know I, I was always under the impression that he was going to still ride under Turner um and I know like, Turner was you know going to shorten his leash a little bit this year um but to completely break away um I thought was you know interesting it must be a good deal um and I'm sure there's no ill will there whatsoever Turner you know and chasing all them got along and stuff so it's just uh it's interesting to see how all that uh, worked out. It looks like it's a n- new team completely. I don't know, Corey, has that, have those individuals been a part of any other teams? Obviously Brian, but like, you know, the, the supporters of the people running that team, have you, have they been involved before? Well, Brian, Brian's dude, he's been around for a while. He's got a lot yep. of, a lot of good contacts and insight. And he's a really good guy to have on your, have on your team. He's been around a, a really long time and he's in he's in Michigan man it's the hotbed of flat track there's a lot of supporters in Michigan who have been involved for so long that are looking mm-hmm. to kind of stay in the sport and get back in the sport there's not a lot of not a lot of Michigan guys out there right now man i'm trying to think you got Ben Lau um Davis Fisher moved to Michigan i think he lives in Michigan now and then Jared mm-hmm. Meese is kind of a hybrid he moved to Michigan but now he moved to Florida he's from Pennsylvania so I think there's a lot of supporters there that are looking to get involved. And I don't know the trucking company, to be honest, but I'm sure they're putting in a lot of money because it's not cheap to mm-hmm. build bikes from scratch and, and, and do a team. So yeah, I don't know that. I think the guy's name was Luke. I saw, um, yeah. I'm sure Jared Meese already hit him up for a sponsorship, but I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's, I know, uh, Dan Calkins, I think I saw DPC he's yeah. involved and he's helped out a lot of people over the years. He's helped out Henry Wiles. he, um, it's helped out like Don's Kawasaki team over the years. And I think Dan Hodder I saw is involved, who is another guy who has some, has some bikes in Michigan, some twins. Um, I don't know him too well, but no, I think, I think there's some good people in, in the mix. I'd have to, I don't have the press. And to have signed a rider like Chase, you know, that's not going to be a duct tape, uh, operation by any means. I mean, that's a, that's a, generational talent right there so for you know them to be able to secure chase's talents i think speaks a lot to what they have set up behind the scenes and that makes me i had a question i was meaning to ask you this um historically or currently do any 
AFT riders, do they have agents or is it pretty just low key? Because, you know, all of the motocross, supercross guys, they all have agents and stuff. But do any of our sports uh, riders have agents? Not really. Um, mm, and the reason okay. for that, Eric, and I can go into detail on that just a little bit. But as far as an agent goes, like you represent a rider, you talk to the sponsors, you work the deals. I mean, I sort of do it with like Evan and Trent a little bit. Trent does yeah, a lot of, yeah. a lot on his own now, but Evan, um, it's so the way like an agent works is you get like a percentage of the sponsorship deals you bring in. So let's say you bring in, but it's only like 10%, maybe 10, 15, 20%, 20% at the most. Right. So say you bring in yeah. in flat track, we're not pulling in hundred thousand dollar deals. Like like in Supercross, like being Jet Lawrence agent, uh, Lucas Myrtle, dude, he makes good money because he's bringing in probably million-dollar deals for Jet Lawrence. You get 20% or 15% of a million dollars, that's that's pretty hefty compared to, you know, say I get, say I would get a $10,000 deal for one of these riders, which is a pretty good chunk of money. Mm -hmm. um, give me 10% of that, it's, it's $1,000. It's really, there's really no there's you can't make a career out of being an agent in flat track because i thought about going down that that route i you know i thought it'd be cool to do and they do it in moto america and road racing and it's just cool to have somebody else represent you because it it's um it's it's nice to have it's it's hard to convince people to hire you like when it's coming from yourself but if you have somebody else that can sell you it's it's nice it's sort of more professional i mean of course you're that's what i was tell, thinking too yeah. yeah you're gonna tell the guy to hire you because you know, it's, <laughs> you're trying to get it for yourself, but somebody else and the way they can word it is, um, yeah, it's just a little bit differently, but no, there's really, there's really nobody doing it, but I guess Bigelow is kind of a hybrid for, for Chase. Like he yeah. probably manages him. And that's kind of what I was thinking is a lot of the, you know, the you or the Brian Bigelow's or, you know, the, just go through all the list of writers. There's, there's a similar person in their camp and I guess they just kind of take that role organically, but I wondered as, you know, AFT, and, and it's kind of a, a hot topic to say, but as continue as it continues to grow, um, I wonder if it does get to a point like that with, you know, even like the top writers and stuff. So interesting. Yeah. I mean, if you're pulling a 30000 to $50,000 deal on American Flat Track, like they're, they're very hard to come by. Only a few riders get deals of that magnitude. And if you're taking, let's say you, you know, let's say a $50,000 deal and you're taking... 20% of that, it's really what 10 grand. It's not really that much money. I mean, you'd have to do, you'd have to pull four $50,000 deals at that percentage as a manager to even make 40 grand. You know, it's, it's, it's not something that's sustainable as far as a job, you know, but yeah, you know, I, unless it, you signed a bunch of different writers, I guess, you know. Yeah, but it's cool. It's cool, man, that, that writer, that people do that. Like it's not everything yeah. you do in the sport has to show a profit. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of things I do and Shana will be like, why do you do that? You know, it's all that extra work or other people. Um, I mean, people think I'm strictly money driven and I'm not like, there's a lot of things I do that it just fulfills me. Um, like I like helping people, man. And I don't always need a return. Like I, I do need to make money because you know, it's, you got to make money to survive, but there's a lot of things that fulfill, um, you know, not, life's not always about making money. It's, uh, fulfilling and helping others too. And I wish more people would do that, dude. Like, um, yeah, I wish more top riders, not, not many do it. Not many put them under their wing and, and help. So yeah, it'd be cool. I think Chase will be good. Obviously he's, uh, 
He's got the talent. He's gotta, he's he's good on all that first win. We got to get that first win. Yeah, yep. Yeah, wins help for sure. Um, he's also got so good competition, stoked. man. He's got he does. He got, he's he got does. to race Cody. He's got to race uh, Cody Trent and Tom Drain. I think are the guys who you look at on paper, and they're going to be tough, man. So it's all. So about- I was going to ask you this because your guys Trent, right? There was one sentence in that press release that perked my ears up. It's like that meme where the lady's like, oh, yeah. Um, it was, uh, I, I believe it was a quote from Brian speaking to um, the importance or finally having the ability to focus solely on Chase. And I, I there's a part of me that wonders if there wasn't more to that story, like um, did, was there any sort of drama in that pit that you know of or um I, I don't know if you had any kind of information or maybe you didn't think much about it, but that one little sentence really caught my eye, so to speak. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. Um, I don't think there's any drama. I think, I think it was no secret that Bigelow, he shown, a, he showed a liking to chase and people just get along with other people better yeah. or, or whatever. And I wouldn't say he put more effort into chase last year, but I, I think it'd be stupid to not think he was putting a little bit more effort into chase, but he was also the team manager. I think his role was he was building mm-hmm. the bikes for everybody. So yeah, I mean, maybe he just wanted to focus just on chase where maybe him and Trent didn't have a relationship. You know, I know Trent and Coolbeth had a really good relationship. Um, no, I mean, I don't, th- I, I don't think there was any trauma really. Okay. Um, you know, maybe maybe a little, uh, but nothing. I mean, what's nothing not to out. love about uh, Big Mike, right? So you know, I can... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I don't know, man. I think it's cool. I did I did see that it, he said it'll be nice to just focus on Chase. So, um, mm. I mean, I I will say that that Bigs had a pretty big workload with three riders, and yeah, obviously when you that have a, a team, team of well, when you have three riders, you know, you can't put as much focus on all three. I mean, somebody gets more yeah. more focus, and yeah, so to be so clear, and. Yeah. By default, does that mean that uh, Turner is now just Trent, or are they going to have a satellite kind of operation? Or wh- what do you know? I mean, obviously you're in with Trent. Spill the yeah. beans. I know quite a bit, and you'll have to wait because I think they're going to put out their press release next week. I think uh, yeah. we're recording this on Friday. I think middle of next week you can expect to see a, a okay. press release from Mike. Uh, a lot of people are assuming he's done, and no. I know that is not not the case. So. Yeah, you'll have to see what Mike's doing. I think whether- that dude could be working a minimum wage job and, you know, still find a way to be involved with American Flat Track. Like that dude, he's passionate. Yeah, he's so passionate. passionate. He's a, he's a, he's yeah. awesome. The so, more we talk yeah. to, the more we like, we like get along and vibe. And I really like Mike. He's, he's funny, mm-hmm. bro. He's a funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> just that like, draw. he's just funny, bro. I just, I like Mike. He's, He's cool, man. It's good for the sport too. So whether or not he just sticks with Trent or he does three riders, um, I think you'll have to just wait and see for that. I'm not not in the news dropping business. So yeah, we'll see what that that goes like. Um, AFT and Mission Eric they announced they were doing a partnership again for for next year. Um, That's good because that was definitely in question there for a while, especially when they made the announcement of I forget the other series drag racing that they had drag racing they NHRA. came in and they had, yeah they hadn't said anything about american flat track i know there were some questions about well dude and i saw people that were saying like oh i'm not buying mission products anymore if they don't sponsor <laughs> aft it's like dude 
They've Relax. given AFT more than anybody has in a very long time. And even if they decide to cut back their sponsorship on AFT, they're still sponsoring a lot of riders. They're still, mm -hmm. they're the biggest, they're the only reason that I'm able to do winter throwdown. Admission, the foods decided we're not, we, we can't support you anymore. A hundred percent, that event would not happen. Um, I've already, yeah. dude, I wasn't, I didn't know if it would happen this year until I knew um, Juan and Satish were on board to help. So they do a lot for the sport, not just AFT. So yes, it and is Juan has good. a flat track background, right? Yeah, he rode, dude, he raced bull tacos. Uh, bull tacos he raced bull tacos in mexico back in the day man he was yeah. an old school mexican dirt tracker which is crazy Fucking i would have loved badass. to just been at the track for those races man that would have been sick um tacos everywhere but no yeah it's uh of <laughs> uh, the food tacos not actually the bikes but yeah no it, it's really good I don't, I don't i don't think it's at the same level they've they were at i guess we'll have to see i heard there's no mission hospitality tent anymore which sucks Cause that was my yeah. priority last year on race day is what they were serving for lunch at the, at the mission. Yeah, I mean, you got to fuel the machine to go well. Right. I mean, that's stuff that matters. I don't know. So. It's just funny. Like when you don't race, you sort of like, I never cared about food prior. I just, but then it was like, all right, what's for lunch. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wonder yeah. if they're still going to be doing the, uh, the dash for caches. I think that was I have really no clue. good. Yeah. It'd be cool yeah, to, cool. it'd be cool to see. Yeah. It was what they're going to come up with, but I did see they're the title sponsor. So whether or not that was for lack of options for AFT or, you know, mission, they're really loyal and they're going to, yeah. they want to help the riders more than anything, but yeah, it was good to see that. It was uh, interesting to see the announcement of the Sturgis TT. <laughs> we knew that we've, we talked about yeah, that yeah. race on our preview show or whatever we did with the schedule. God, we're so like, smart, Corey. We're yeah, so we're smart. big insiders. Um, but we talked about that. What we didn't talk about, and I kind of forgot about this was the adventure bike class. And a lot of people, um, I forget how it came up, but I was discussing it with some people on, on the interweb and they were just like, Oh, you're being a hater. It's like, dude, I'm not being a hater. I just don't. I watched video of the test last year. Jared Meese posted it on his Instagram. Yeah. It was him, B Smith, I think Trent, Michael, Michael Hill, Hill uh one other person maybe and they were Sorry testing out whoever a, that person is yeah and they were testing a blackmore ranch and it just wasn't cool man it's just not no. it was and it like was, coming from someone that races hooligan that like i race a bike that's not meant to go on a flat track i'm looking at the adventure bike because like i've gone down the the alley of like looking at like a, a triumph tiger like, all right, maybe I'll make that into a hooligan versus like building a Trident or something like that. But the frames of the goddamn Tiger is in like you go to like all the different brands, like from a ge geometry standpoint, I'm looking at the like safety. So like, are these bikes going to be like straight? I mean, because if obviously they're doing it to compete with like the bagger series and the baggers look like a bagger, but like it's kind of a facade. Those bikes are so light. So how are they going to do it for the adventure trackers? Like just to change fucking some, heavy, just to change some verbiage. I don't think they're doing it to compete with the baggers. I think mm -hmm. they saw the success of the baggers and they're trying to mimic it. Um, they're okay. trying to hit that demographic. And maybe I'm just out of the loop with street bikes so much right now. I mean, I grew up in a Harley shop and I'm a big fan of Indian motorcycle and, um, and their line of bikes. And I know they have like the FTR 1200, 
I guess I don't really know what adventure bikes is. Like I know it's the pan pan America bike. Pan America. Yeah. yeah it's the tiger. But is it, it's is the, it the F it's yeah. not the FTR then that's not. Well, no, it's the one where they stand up and, um, you know, no, I know it's like a big dual sport bike, but yeah. That's um, it. I mean, but anyway, I, I think, on the, uh, the, yeah, I think they're well, trying to hit that demographic, but how many people ride adventure bikes? Like, I don't know. I mean, the guy on the Facebook, is, the guy on Facebook, he was a former GNC rider. He's like, I know the margins and this and that. And I'm like, he's like, you're just being negative. And I'm like, dude, well, we'll get to that in a little bit to succeed. I want it to succeed. I just don't see a scenario. Well, I'm a racer. I I've raced a lot of different bikes. Like when they did the XG, um, you know, trying to get into the X games, we all went out to mid America and we all rode XGs and, um, you know, they were pretty, they were pretty, they weren't like the XGs at like Davis Fisher and, you know, Mm -hmm. James or and Janish ended up racing. Like this was the early XG model basically a street bike with tires and dude it was it was me jared meese nicole brad i think baker and mike hacker and that fucking thing sucked to ride man and it wasn't entertaining at all um so i just don't see where you watch those bikes go around and say yeah that's sick you know but maybe Mm. and if they do look decent at the sturgis tt it's it's not gonna look like flat track i mean it's that's a novelty event so I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, I was just, I just wanted, yeah, it's it. I have so many questions and there was just like that little nugget. Yeah. Who of, rides them? Like what, who's, who's out, el- who's eligible. But, Are they supplying <laughs> the bikes? Cause I don't see people building these expensive bikes for one race. Like where's the investment? Yeah, no, they're in expensive bikes. And what are they there's paying? A lot of electronics and yeah. What's the yeah. pay? What's, what's the long-term plans for that class? Um, and have you been to like, uh, and again, it's not very often that I can glean or add any fucking information, but like riding a triumph, like that demographic is big on a, a triumph. And so every time I go to a bike night or anything like that, that crowd is there and they just genuinely have no interest in racing. No, well, interest. Like I, I just don't think there's anything the best riders in flat track can do to impress people riding those bikes. Um, yeah. It's what, their the skill level it took to do what they did in that video at Blackmore Ranch that I'm giving them shit about the skill level it took to Insane. ride those it's way way harder than what it looked but the problem is when you watch us at Lima on purpose built bikes and then you watch us you know watch us squid around on you know adventure bikes or whatever anything else it is it just doesn't as aesthetically it's it's not really it's not something you watch and say that's sick you know it's um, I think it'd be more yeah, entertaining just to let people ride their Harley to the track and throw them out during intermission. Yeah. Man, I don't know. So uh, with the with the pro riders that are in, you know, in it to win it, they're you know the AFT Super Twins and the singles. They're there on a championship. You can't expect those that like the top riders to risk their se- their season to then go and get on an adventure bike. So like what you saw in that video with the rider struggling to corral them, you got to think the people, it's not a knock on eventually who gets on them, but the people that eventually get on them, they're not Jared Mies. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that yeah. skill level isn't necessarily going to be there. So I don't think maybe, they have a long-term plan for it, man. I think they're just gonna, and whether or not, I mean, a lot of these classes, man, it all has to do with politics and who's yeah. paying on the back end. Like maybe Harley said, they'll give them, maybe they'll give them 50 grand, a hundred grand to, to do this class. Um, 
it all depends, man. Like I said, a lot of these classes, the back end is is why it's it's happening. Um, so I maybe there's to succeed. I'll say it. And I want it to. I want it. I mean, I want anything and flat track related to succeed. But I um, there's a lot of things they don't do that I feel would would be a no brainer. And then they they come out like with they this, could have so. given a little bit more uh, information on that because they had to have known that it would like thrown the entire sport into a, a fucking hissy fit right i wish they were still they don't do they don't when they, they don't that. think about that so much and when they do and people they <laughs> complain or they say things they just get mad um but dude it's it's because our fans are passionate i mean you really can't get yeah you can't get mad and that's what i wanted to bring up man it's it's like the people who they write back on these forums and they're just like you guys are negative fucks blah 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 you know, they, they live in this positivity. Like, why can't you be positive? And dude, it's not, I mean, there's a lot of, there's some riders out there who live in this positivity bubble where something could, everything could be going wrong around them. They're taking care of their good or, you know, whatever, whatever the reason is. And they're just, they don't see why everybody's negative, but what pisses me off and I'm going to be vocal about it is, you know, you look around the sport this off season, it's been a really bad off season. That's, that is a fact. That's not, you can't argue that you can't say, well, that's just the way it is this and that dude. It's, it's bad. Like in the last three years, we've lost Indian motorcycles, factory team. We've lost Vance and Hines factory supported team. We've lost factory KTM. We've had essence and cut back. We've had, um, you know, we don't know what exactly what Turner's doing. Is he cutting back? Uh, you know, Grant Wally Brown, he's not going racing this year uh, with like a full supported effort. You know, it's it's not debatable that this has been a bad off season. Um, the crowds are the the grandstands are less and less packed every year. Springfield Mile, man, it was sad to see how many people yeah. didn't come to the biggest event of the year, and for people to be naive and be like, "Why is everybody so negative?" It's like, dude, if you have family, people invested in this sport that rely on it to make money, put food on their table. Um, it, it, it makes me, it bums me out. Like all the kids that I help, the teams that I help, the sponsors that I work with, like I work with a lot of these big sponsors. I know what's, I know what they're thinking. It's, it's, it bums me out that anybody that's a little bit critical of something going on, you, you, you got to shut up. Like you can't, you can't speak of that. You can't be critical. And that's not how you make things better. It's, you nope. make you show accountability to what can we do better? It doesn't. Someone's like, "Well, what did you do for the sport last year? How many races did you go to?" It doesn't fucking matter. He's a fan of the sport. It doesn't matter. He can't speak on what he wants to say. And you know, I'm I'm guilty of firing back at people on Facebook as well. As well, but that's just passion, baby. And without the fans bitching about that, that's 200 comments. That's engagement. Like that would, exactly. that's, that's good. Like people are like, Hey, I'm sorry for the negative. Like when I post something and people are negative on my page or sorry about being negative or hijacking your thread, man. I'm like, nah, man, it's appreciate the engagement. <laughs> that's that. content. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. It's just this exactly. positivity that- bubble, man. It's um, like be reasonable on both sides of the spectrum, but you can't look around and say, yeah, everything's great. It's not, it's not great. Like regardless if it's good for you or your friend or your son or your dad or whatever, in general, it's not hard to see that it's been a tough, 
a tough off. Well, and I hope that our like our stance of like being critical is taken in a, like a way to like motivate people to say, all right, I want to do my part to make this sport better. And what that means is I hope that the people listening to this podcast get out and go to a local race where they get out and go to an AFT race buy a t-shirt from a racer, you know, go into the pits, get something signed. Like the riders pages, share their content. Yes, I agree. That, that stuff. Like I know that our sport is uh, boomer centric right now. And there's a changing of the guards that we're trying to try to work through right now. But if everybody can just say, you know, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to share this. I'm going to like this. I'm going to go to a race. I'm going to get my ass in the stands. It's going to start to take off. And so I hope that that's a, I, in whole, I hope that's what we're doing is motivating people to get the fuck out to the racetrack. And we're fair, man. Like, it's not yeah. like we're bitching without a solution or just like coming off as whiny. Like there's valid reasons. I feel like we never, we never just, you know, we're never critical or negative for the purpose of just for shits and gigs. I mean, it's, we're, we're highly invested in, in it. And yeah. I, I mean, mean, like the other day, like what I did, I pulled the, what was it from 2016 to 2023, uh, I went and got the, uh, the, uh, let's not matrix, bring that up. <laughs> What's that? Let's not bring those numbers up. <laughs> no. So I went and pulled the data and, you know, like after every yeah. single season, AFT talks about it, the numbers are there for you to kind of understand that, like, look, we got to like work together to make it better. And I think it's, it's doable. We just got to get out to the racetrack and support riders. Yeah. 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 I agree. Uh, with that being said, a little bit of positivity, I guess, depending on how you look at it is Harley announced they're offering contingency yeah, for American flat awesome. track. It is good. Um, I have some, some notes on it real quick. I wanted to run through. Let's so go. just from, so for some perspective, uh, it's a $20,000 bonus. If you win the championship and AFT twins, so $20,000 check. It's okay. also a $20,000 bonus. If you win the super hooligan championship on a Harley Davidson. Mm-hmm. It is a $35,000 bonus if you win it on the bagger. And the numbers per race. So I took the number, I took the amount of contingency, excuse me, amount of contingency posted divided by the number of races in each series and got the amount. It's $12,300 ish, guys. I think my math's good. Uh, $12,300 money available, super hooligan per race. 16,437 Moto America bagger for race. They're they're making that that series 16 races this year. AFT is $11,562 per race. So, it's really cool. Um I think I'm I can go on a half hour rant about contingency and the way they posted and how it looks so amazing, but 5% of it gets paid out. Um but I think it's interesting, Eric, that if you would have told me 20 years ago that Harley would have less contingency, less to win in flat track than road racing, Moto America, I, I, it would be hard for me to believe, you know, in a time where Harley was so involved with flat track. Um, yeah, I, this, that XG just never really took off. Um, maybe it would have if the indian never showed up i you know, i think I, the xg was close i think it was really close with janish on it like how how good that bike was that last year i he think maximized it for sure janish is well he's a great rider but he was focused on production twins i mean i think he could have went into that class and been a you know top 5 top 5 guy um but then you put 
no offense to Jesse. I love you, buddy. Super, super talented rider. You put Jared Meese on that bike. I think he would have been a contender. I think he would have won races. So I think it was a lot closer than we want to admit at this point, but that bike got really at the close. End. At the and granted too, though, that was yeah. a lot of money invested into that bike. And they had kind of some finicky rules that like, we weren't like the other brands and production twins we, we didn't have, or we weren't allowed to use. Yeah. But with that being said, uh, I think that bike was pretty close. Uh, the Vance and Hines bike, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, we'll see some people in Harley's next year. Like I said, I think Max Whale is running in the XG I've heard. And then well, I saw Cisco probably be back. Yeah. Cisco, I, I think. And then I heard, uh, I heard that Halbert, he posted somewhere on his page that yeah, Dodge running Brothers. a Harley. Yeah. Did he say Dodge brothers? I, I well, the Dodge brothers shared the news and had pictures of Sammy and stuff. And like, okay. I, yeah, I would assume that it's going to be on the Dodge brothers. Cause yeah, he looked pretty sporty out there on Ventura. No, it's good. It's good on the, on certain tracks. I mean, I think if, if Sammy jumped on a Harley and an Indian motorcycle, I, I still think he'd be better on the, on the FTR and same with every rider. I think the FTR, like they're like, yeah, the XR still could go out and win races and dude, it, it probably could, but I still, I mean, it, it's silly to think it's as good as the FTR. I mean, that bike is, yeah, it, yeah it's overall, but it'd be cool, man. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously a Harley kid. I grew up in a Harley dealership and Granted, I think the I think the brand is a lot different now than it was 30 years ago. But I I bleed a little orange and black still, and it's cool to have have the have that bike out there. So that'll be cool. Yeah, and, you need the you need that brand in the sport for sure. So you know, yep. in this economy, I think I made a post on Facebook about it. In this economy, it's good to see uh, Harley Davidson uh, still putting up money. Um, so we'll take it. And, it's uh, something. Yeah. We'll, yep. It's something. Yep. It's cool, man. Um, and then uh. Only other thing that I had, man, I, I want to give you a shout out. Um, you did the, the podcast. Your was this your second? Po- you did one with uh, Scotty, right? You did a back yeah, in the day, yeah, but yeah. but you did another podcast, dude. You're uh, you're global. You did the globe global the man Kelpie pod, man. So <laughs> yeah, I that was good. To, it was good. Uh, I listened to about half of it. Um, a little too much rugby talk for me. I don't even know what that is. So, um, <laughs> but it was cool, man. It's uh, yeah, you've come a long way in the sport, so it's cool to cool to have Thank your you own little much. have your own little pod thing there and and uh yeah. little pod hey, who the there. fuck is eric hartley <laughs> Dude, it was good man it was good you did yeah. you did really well with it so uh thank you thank you i only got half of it in but yeah it was cool to cool to cool to see that man so shout out to yep. you and uh Cheers. your journey your journey in the sport from a fan to where you're at now dude it's cool um one in baby one in we we love it <laughs> uh and it got me thinking too we really um we, we oh, I don't I don't know how to address it, but I think I might have talked about it on the last podcast. But we need more media in the sport, man. And yeah. it's uh like the podcasts and websites and uh, content. We just it it's really hurting our sport not having that media, not having those those places to talk about it. Then when people do talk about it, you know they sh- they share their opinions. They get hammered if their opinion isn't you know, whatever else. And I'm guilty of hammering people for having shitty opinions, but just give it back. Like it's a a good debate is fine. I'm not saying that you're right or wrong or, but that content, that engagement is good. And that's what we're trying to do. Like, I'm trying to do that a little bit with my Patreon side of it, like trying to give those weekly blogs where I talk about the sport, but dude, it takes a lot of time for me to sit down and come up with stories and articles and, you know, no, no offense to AFT. I know they're busy doing other things, but 
they they're not putting out the content because they got to pay a guy to to write the story and post it and uh we need more content um what makes supercross so big besides the obvious reasons is they have so much content man like james stewart has a podcast racer x um pulp pulp gypsy tales uh swap moto they have a big forum vital mx they have so much daniel blair main event mode i think needs to make a return and i'm gonna give him a shout out is you remember when sammy and scotty were doing that left out uh content where they would go to like amateur races and it was just nothing but like the stories of what's going on at races if they're listening please please bring that back i thoroughly enjoy the content that was on that page and i think the sport would benefit from it uh bring it again so if you guys anything like that yeah, yeah, no, any, so, so good. It's good. It's it's really good because then you know what's going on in local races because a lot of the promoters they don't do a great job at even letting yeah. anybody know who won the race. But yeah, like what Blogs, they were doing, I, you know. Sammy Michael hasn't Hill done any of really his videos job. lately either, man. He's doing those yeah. Tuesday videos that that was awesome. Like I enjoyed that. Um, you know, Scotty does his show, which is good. It's good to have some more content out there. Yeah. Um. But we just need more of it. And everyone, you know, they can make it a competition if you want. But when it comes to media, it's I've never felt that way. It's always a rising mm-hmm. tide raises yep. all ships. Like if people go on and they listen or they go to one website, they're going to go on the other and read that one. And it just helps the sport in general. Because um, to be honest, <laughs> our, our riders suck at, at content. <laughs> and I think they're getting better since I've been hard on yeah. them. <laughs> I have seen some people like go out of their way to try to post since, since I put out those numbers on the lack of posting, but I don't know. It's, it's good. Well, for I mean, the sport. think of it like this. You think Fox news and CNN don't uh, enjoy each other's content, right? Like they're rivals, different ends of the spectrum, but you think they don't enjoy when they're both putting out content, people are going back and forth, formulating opinions, sharing and stuff. So like, yeah, it's not a competition. Let's but at the end of the day there. too, it, it takes, yeah. it takes time and money too. Like it's for, for us to do this podcast, like we got to pay Billy to edit it. We have to yep. have sponsors. Um, we're not making money. Like when it comes down to it, you know, we're making a few dollars to, to put back into it, but I mean, I would do more. I would do more blogs and videos, and I got a lot of great ideas. But it just takes money to yeah. to do it and time. And I gotta I'd rather do this for a living than what I do for a living. But it's just not possible. <laughs> it, I mean, I wish it would if people support yeah. one another and and uh, <clears throat> and make it so it's possible. And for us, man, it's it's liking our pages, it's leaving reviews, uh, hopefully positive, you know, <laughs> on, yeah, hopefully on, everybody's uh, enjoying the reels that we're doing and stuff and kind of the, the yes. new, uh, content we're putting out on social media. We're, we're putting a lot more effort into, um, like getting timestamps for the reels and the graphics. And I hope you guys actually notice that because it's, it's taken a lot of extra work from all three of us to do. So yeah, we appreciate everybody that subscribes to our platforms. Like if you listen on SoundCloud, go on iTunes and just click subscribe. Like you don't have to listen on iTunes, but the more subscriptions we have when we go to sponsors and ask them to give us a few bucks to keep the show going, it helps having those numbers higher up. Like Mm -hmm. if you can like the show on SoundCloud, um, listen, share the links. Um, Dude, we're trying. It's just sometimes it's discouraging with numbers and other times like it's surprising, you know, the support we get and, Yep. Yeah, it's just appreciate we appreciate it, guys. We're trying to give you guys content, whether it's good, bad, indifferent, whether you like it or not. I know some riders get annoyed 
with some of the content, but <laughs> they shouldn't at all. Whether or not they agree or they don't, like this is the shit you need to make your sport better. I mean, it's yeah. it's like the Skip Bayless is nobody likes not a nobody, but people don't like Skip Bayless. But dude, he's got a huge following. He creates engagement for the sport. Steve Mathis at Pulp. You have those polarizing guys. Um, dude, they help grow the sport. So we need this shit, man. We need it, whether or not you agree or not. Um, the content for your sport. If nobody talked about it, you'd be irrelevant. You wouldn't be getting paid. So the fans on the on online, I love the ones that there's one guy, I swear, I won't I won't name drop him, but he says, I don't, I don't care. I quit watching the sport years ago. Literally every week he says that for years. I'm like, for not never watching the sport, you come on every post saying you don't watch the sport. So um, mm-hmm. but we need that shit. We need you guys. Um, even when I don't agree with people, I I sit back and I'm like Corey oh. needs you to hate him. That's what he needs. Hate him. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's not my job to make you guys like me. I just try to give honest, good opinions on that. And um, you're not. You, there's no surprise, I guess. With you know what you're gonna get with with my uh, yeah. with my thoughts. So take it or leave it. But anyway, whether or not you love us or not, we appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, just supporting supporting the pod. Whether you you do it to actually support it or you're just bored, we appreciate it. Um, that's a wrap, man. I like I said, Eric. We'll do uh, we'll do some we'll do like a winter throwdown preview pod when I head down to Florida. Um, for those who have been in a bubble, winter throwdown January eleventh to thirteenth, uh, Callahan Speedway in Callahan, Florida. I got shit for this um, in a press release, Eric. But I I said in the press release it's the biggest amateur flat track race in the world, and I got yelled at because they there might be one bigger in another country that we don't know about. Um, but no, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So, um, but that event's coming up soon, guys. Uh, appreciate everybody who who takes off work comes to that event. If you can't be there, we announced it last week. I think it was uh the Moto America Live Plus. We are live streaming Winter Throwdown the whole weekend. So stoked on the Live Plus. So I'm stressed. I'm just gonna do everything I can to get on TV. That's all. That's my mission. I don't fucking care about the main events. (laughs) Please don't do that. Cause the last time you did that, you shut down the entire fucking program at Lima (laughs) 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 and nobody knew why. And I didn't even know why. And somebody's like, how's Eric? I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, he he crashed like half hour ago. I was like, no way. I was like, fuck. (laughs) So I had no idea. I had to, I was like, I was like, I was. I wondered why we weren't racing right now. Like, it's been like a half hour delay Fucking at a track where we never have a delay. Yeah, and then they had to send the bikes back out, and yeah. So, um, I'm stressed out about it, but I'm, dude. It's it took a lot of work to make this happen. It was a big investment on on my end personally. The checks coming from Corey Texter to to make this happen. So hopefully you guys can support it and subscribe. Uh, 9.99 for each day, 19.99 for the entire weekend. So. Go on and share that link. Subscribe. Give it as a Christmas gift. Like if you're, you know, we're a couple of days away from Christmas. Um, if you need an idea for Christmas, just uh, subscribe to that package and and uh, and get that for somebody or give them a gift card or something. I don't know, but that's a wrap. Until uh, the next pod, man. Whenever that is, we appreciate you guys. Eric, you any you good? Anything else on your end? No, sir. We out.